Here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking cases against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual, domestic, and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that honestly none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, If you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. The story I'm bringing you today, it's been on my radar since the inception of Stolen Lives. It is a story that hit my heart hard and was why I wanted to cover these stories. An innocent baby placed into foster care, and he was happy and thriving. Then for reasons unknown, ripped away from this environment and placed back with his biological parents. Parents who really didn't do anything to make their lives better. It's no surprise to anyone who was a regular listener to this podcast what happens next. He disappears. Only for authorities to finally catch up eight years later. What happened to Baden is not clear. We can only really rely on a drug-induced story from his father. All that we do know is Baden's remains have never been recovered. His story has not received the attention it deserves. Maybe because he was a special needs Indigenous child from a poor family. The bingo card for a forgotten child. Well, not on my watch. This is Baden's story. When Baden Bond was abandoned as night fell in a park by the Logan River in 2007, he didn't stand a chance. This vulnerable, abandoned toddler presumably was attracted to the water's edge and drowned. It was callous, heartless, inhumane. The two-year-old was deliberately left in mortal danger, but his father, Shane Arthur Simpson, just drove off, got on with his life and lied about it for a decade. His remaining time alive was probably full of fear. Baden Bond was born in May 2005 to parents Shane Simpson and Dina Bond in Logan, Queensland, Australia. There was an attempted home birth before Bond would be rushed to hospital, where sweet little Baden would be born via emergency caesarean section. There was one particular reason Simpson and Bond attempted a home birth. Bond would later admit to doctors that she had used methamphetamines five days prior to Baden's birth. And as a result of Bond's regular drug use throughout her pregnancy, little Baden was born addicted to methamphetamines and had a mild case of cerebral palsy and an intellectual delay. Unfortunately, the family had not long ago went through some tragedy. Only a year before Baden was born, The family's youngest child, three-month-old Carleen, passed away from sudden infant death syndrome. Was this also related to the drug use of Simpson and Bond? I'm not sure. There wasn't any more information out there than this. But I'm hesitant to guess drug use and the infant's death may have been connected. Baden had to spend some time in the newborn intensive care unit, and by the time he was two weeks old, Baden and his five older siblings were taken into foster care. It was here where Baden thrived and he was growing up into a healthy infant and toddler. His foster parents fell in love with him and saw him as their own. Quote, I've had drug babies that scream and scream, but Baden didn't. He was the most beautiful little boy. 
unquote. However, the Department of Children's Services, or DOCS, as we'll refer to them throughout this episode, DOCS were aware of the sensitivity around the stolen generation and the importance of Indigenous children being involved in their community and knowing their heritage. And for those outside of Australia who aren't aware of what I mean by the stolen generation, the injustice of what happened here to Indigenous families could be an entire episode of its own. But very briefly, the stolen generation refers to a dark time in Australian history, where as late as 1969, thousands of children were removed from Indigenous families and placed with non-Indigenous families. The reason for this, their crime, they were Indigenous. We, as Caucasian British, invaded the country and proceeded to take the native people's children for almost a century. And what resulted from this was a loss of identity for these families and communities. There are languages and customs that have been lost forever. And that's not even taking into account families that were broken in such a catastrophic injustice. According to the Queensland Child Safety Minister, Di Farmer, quote, If a child cannot be raised by their family or a suitable relative, authorities will then look at someone within the child's community, language group or culture to help maintain cultural connections before they are placed with non-Indigenous carers, unquote. Because of all of this, there was a sensitivity here in Baden's case, who was an Australian Aboriginal and his foster family Caucasian. So around the time of Baden's first birthday, he would be removed from the only parents he ever knew to another foster family who were New Zealand Maoris. But he would be only there for a few months before he would again be moved, a move that would prove to be fatal. Baden and his siblings would be returned to the custody of their birth parents, Simpson and Bond, on October 21st, 2006, for reasons that aren't clear. It does not seem they cleaned up and got sober, for reasons that will soon become apparent. Look, maybe they did for a short time to pass the drug clearance to get their kids back, only to relapse. And I get that. Recovering from any addiction is hard, and there will be relapses. But continue getting help. Continue working on being the best parents you can for these children. It should not come as a surprise to anyone that just two months later, Docs assessed Baden as being at risk for neglect. Due to his parents' well-documented history of drug use and hostility to Docs, there were also reports of abuse on Baden. Relatives would report seeing unexplained bruises and rashes on the toddler's face, allegedly caused by the family's dog. The same relatives would later report the couple believed Baden to be evil. They called him the devil's child, little cunt, dog fucker and nothing but trouble. And they blamed him for all the problems in their lives. This is a baby, around 18 months old here. They would often lock him in his bedroom, where the windows were blackened with spray paint. One relative in particular found Baden crying and hungry in his room. His nappy so wet it was falling off and he was covered in his own faeces. The relative washed and fed Baden and told Simpson and Bond they were happy to take him. Simpson would later state he did not give up the rights to the little boy because he was afraid if they did do that, their other children would be taken away. Upon leaving the home, they reported their concerns to police who attended and threatened to charge the couple with assault. But these charges never stuck. Despite all of that, 
Docs ruled Little Baden to be safe in the home thanks to, quote, intensive department involvement, unquote. I am sure you can hear my eyes rolling here. The last time Baden was seen by anyone outside of Simpson and Bond was March 27, 2007, not long after the police did a welfare check as requested by the relative. After this point, Simpson and Bond would always have excuses why relatives could not visit their small government housing property. And then suddenly, in the middle of the night in August 2007, the family just left. They moved out of their home in Wagawan Street in Woodridge in the middle of the night. They told no one and did not contact their family again for a year. The family next came to authorities' attention in September 2015 when doing a check. It was realised Baden-Bond had not attended a doctor or been enrolled in school in 10 years. The family were now living in Nambucca Heads on the north coast of New South Wales. Simpson told docs that Baden was travelling with relatives around Western Australia, on vacation. But when both Simpson's and Bond's family were questioned, they told docs they were told by Simpson, quote, the government took Baden, unquote, and he was back living in foster care. This back and forth would continue for a year, which is beyond ridiculous and far too long in my opinion. Police would visit Baden's parents' home and demand to know where the child was, only to be told, quote, fuck off, we don't need to tell you anything, we gave him away, we don't need to tell you who, unquote. And then the police would go back to family members, who would repeat they had not seen Baden in more than 10 years. September 2016. Again, investigators brought Shane Simpson in for questioning. They were certain he knew where little Baden was. And this time, he said that he wanted to tell them everything, that the guilt had weighed on him for almost 10 years. He said Baden was a difficult baby and, quote, everything just got too much, unquote. That one afternoon in early May of 2007, he had been using methamphetamines and marijuana for days and was, quote, fried off my head, unquote. Simpson said at dusk he put Baden into his car and drove him to the Logan River, that he carried Baden to a park bench around 50 metres or 55 yards from the riverbank. He gave his two-year-old son a hug and a pat on the head, telling Baden he was sorry. He then walked away never once looking back. He got into his car and left. Quote, I didn't even look back in the rear vision mirror. I've had to live with this for 10 years. The look in his eyes. I still see the look in his eyes. Unquote. Simpson drove home and when Bond asked where Baden was, he claimed he told her he had given his son to their family to make it easier on them, and she believed his story. That night, they packed up all their belongings and abandoned their government housing property, fleeing to New South Wales. And then on May 16, 2007, Simpson and Bond informed Centrelink that Baden was no longer in their care and their government welfare benefits for him ceased. Now, for those who don't know, Centrelink is a government agency here in Australia that handles welfare assistance payments for the unemployed, families, the aged and disabled. Interestingly, no notification was made to docs. However, in my decades working in these agencies myself, it was never a requirement to share information between agencies if there was a change of care. So child protection, docs, 
would have never been informed because it was not a requirement to inform them. When asked where Baden was now, Simpson said he didn't know, that he hoped someone found him and took him to raise as their own. Investigators immediately were suspicious of this story and didn't believe Simpson's story was plausible. They arrested Shane Simpson with murder, and Dina Bond was charged with an accessory to murder for lying about her son's whereabouts. These charges would later be downgraded to manslaughter by the prosecution due to lack of evidence that a premeditated murder had actually taken place. Now, let's say Simpson's story is true, which, in my opinion, I'm going to go rogue here and say I don't buy it. I don't think this piece of shit drove to the river, lovingly embraced his son and left him to drown in the river. I don't believe it ever happened. In my opinion... Baden died from neglect before his second birthday. That Simpson and Bond left him in that room, maybe for weeks while on a drug binge, and he died sometime between March 27, 2007, when he was last seen, and May 16, 2007, when the change to the family circumstances was reported to Centrelink. Just prior to the criminal manslaughter trial against his parents, the last known home of Baden became the focus of an extensive forensic search. Again, the police did not believe Simpson did not deliberately cause the death of his son within the confines of the home, and then hid his remains there. More than a dozen police cars lined the street in front of the family's previous home in Woodridge, with officers sifting through the soil in the backyard. Other officers knocked on doors of homes in the street, desperate for that one piece of evidence that would finally reveal what actually happened to little Baden. Forensic officers did find some bone fragments which were collected for testing, but these were later determined to have belonged to a dog. The single-storey government housing property bordered onto a park with children's play equipment, and this too was considered a potential crime scene, and a section close to the home was sealed off with police tape. But so much time had passed, so much time for any forensic evidence to be long gone. The house itself had several families living there in the decades since Baden went missing. So if any clues did exist in the home or at the playground at one time, these were long gone. Justice Peter Applegarth sentenced the ice addict to 12 years jail for manslaughter. Simpson will have to serve that sentence in its entirety because of the no-body, no-parole laws. The way Baden was treated in his short life defies belief. His parents called him names. Evil, the devil's child. They rarely changed his nappies and they kept him in a locked bedroom. Against the background of neglect and malice, abandoning Baden and then never returning to save him, places this in the worst category of case of manslaughter by criminal neglect. His mother, Dina Colleen Bond, told lie after lie about where Baden was deceiving the Department of Child Safety. For that, she was handed a three-year sentence, but because she spent the last two locked up, she was freed today. Simpson claims he was hoping someone would find Baden and take care of him, but Justice Applegarth said that was fanciful. He said if he'd left him at a hospital, a preschool or even on the main street of Beanley, at least that would have given him some chance of survival. Your gross negligence is of an extreme kind. The little boy's parents have never expressed any remorse. It's a very strong sentence in, in the circumstances. He was robbed not only of his life, but of his childhood. Siblings were robbed. March 2017. 
Dina Bond would be found guilty to two counts of being an accessory after the fact for manslaughter. The court not buying Simpson's claims that she knew nothing of what he did to their son. Bond was sentenced to three years in prison. However, due to time served, she was released on parole. Shane Simpson was found guilty and sentenced to 12 years for the manslaughter of his son, two-year-old Baden Bond. The court ruling the absence of violence did not prevent his behaviour being considered, quote, an extremely serious case of criminal negligence, unquote. In sentencing, Queensland Supreme Court Justice Peter Applegarth was harsh on Simpson's apparent actions on the last day he saw his son, quote, You abandoned your two-year-old son as darkness fell on the park near the Logan River. No one else was there. This vulnerable, abandoned toddler presumably was attracted to the water's edge and drowned, having abandoned him so callously and in such danger and having driven off. You did not turn around ten minutes later or return to that area that night to remove Baden from danger. You went home and got on with your life. Unquote. Justice Applegarth did not stop there in his harsh but fair assessment, labelling Simpson as selfish, malicious, callous and remorseless. Quote, Abandoning Baden and then never returning to save him places this in the worst category of manslaughter by criminal negligence. Unquote. Shane Simpson will be eligible for parole after 80% of his sentence is served, but it is unlikely he will be granted parole because Baden's body has never been found. It is believed that he drowned in the dark in the Logan River, alone and afraid. Which, honestly, if this is what really happened, and you all know what I think, but if this is what happened, why not instead leave him somewhere relatively safe, like a school or hospital? Baden didn't know his name or his parents' name or where he lived. Chances are, maybe he would have never been traced back to Simpson and Bond. Well, until it was like we saw today. But instead of that chance of a great life, he was, quote, practically invited a tragic end to his life. His final moments would have been full of fear, unquote. Shane Simpson did appeal his sentence, his defence team arguing the sentence should have been lighter because his son's death wasn't violent or due to prolonged neglect. This is debatable. However, common sense prevailed and the appeal was denied, Appeal Court Justice Robert Goddison determining, quote, the criminal negligence led to the death of an extremely vulnerable child who was totally dependent that evening on his father to care for him and to keep him safe, unquote. Two-year-old Baden Bond's remains have never been recovered. It is presumed he walked to play in the shallows of the Logan River and drowned. Baden's foster family, the family that raised him from just two weeks old and during the first year of his life. They just want people to know he was loved. Quote, You see all the comments online going, I hope he was loved. I'm yelling at the other end going, yes, he was. He was adored. It should have never happened to him. Unquote. If anything in this horrific story... It does give some comfort knowing that for at least half of Baden's short two years of life, he was happy and loved and treated like he mattered. Because he does. This sweet little boy mattered so damn much. At the time of his disappearance, Baden Bond was two years old. He is Aboriginal, with dark brown hair and dark brown eyes. If Baden is still alive today, he would have just celebrated his 18th birthday.
a time for milestones and celebrations. He may be going to university or join the workforce. He may have had a job and had a girlfriend. He has missed out on so much and continues to miss out. If you have any information regarding the disappearance and presumed death of Baden Bond, please contact Crime Stoppers on 1800 333 000. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice. And subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu.